Hey, welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light uh, for Jesus Christ. We are a non-denominational prayer ministry that serves the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel Faith Church in Ashfork, Arizona, as well as from the Worldwide Broadcast Studio right here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. Fort Mojave is right out of Bullhead City, right on the Colorado River. We're now broadcasting to over 31 different countries and providences around the world. So wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice, we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. I'm Pastor Davenport, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Today, uh, we are going to do the second part of of our three-part series called The Church Community in Three-Part Harmony. And this part, the second part is called Giving. First part was called uh, Togetherness. And if you haven't heard it, I I ask you to return back to the first part of the three-part harmony uh, and and, uh, look at togetherness. You know, the church is a community of people working together. If it's not, then you need to tighten it up at the church level and and as the body of Christ and begin to, to work together. Uh, we're right now, uh, the, the Spiritual Awareness Broadcast is linking nearly 10,000 Christians together, uh, like I said, in 31 different countries and provinces around the world. So as we proceed forward, you can tell I'm hoarse today because we we had a deal at work, uh, an open house at work, so I had to uh, speak pretty much all day yesterday, so I'm starting out this broadcast course already, so uh, you'll forgive me if I'm just a little hoarse uh, on, on, my, uh, on my voice today. Um, I'd like to pray uh, for Gospel of Faith Church. I'd like to pray for the body of Christ, the assembly, uh, the congregation, however you'd like to put it. I'd like to pray for all uh, churches because they are the body of Christ. And um, I'm trying to let them understand that they are the church. Um, It's not the building. It's not the two by fours. It's not the stucco. It's not the drywall. It's not the flooring. They are the church. They are the body of Christ. And as such, Christ expects them to do their due diligence as stewards of the church. Um, So, if you will, bow your heads with me if you can. Um, If you're driving, please don't bow your head. Um, Especially if you're listening in L.A., you know, guys, don't bow your head. Driving down the freeways over there. Father, you put all things under the feet of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body. He is the fullness of him who fills all in all. We were dead in trespass and in sin, but you made us alive in you, O Lord Christ. You made us alive, Jesus. Christ is our peace, and we are no longer strangers 
and foreigners, but, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Hallelujah. Jesus is our cornerstone. Please think of it. Jesus is our cornerstone of the church. Heavenly Father, you want us to grow up to know the, 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 the full and whole truth and tell it in love. Like Christ in everything that we say, everything that we do, everything that we touch, we take our lead from Jesus. It's, as Chris used to say in the church, it's Jesus plus nothing. Like Christ in everything. He is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath, his very blood flows through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in the love of Jesus. And I pray may we be filled with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understandings. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, we put our tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If we have a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave us, so we, so we also must forgive those and ask that they would forgive us. Above all things, we put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let peace, the peace of God, rule in our hearts, so which also we were called in one body, and we are thankful, so thankful, full of belief, confidence, that we're presentable inside and out. And we keep firm grip on the promises that keep us going. Father, you always keep your word. Now we will see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on with the task at hand, especially as we see the big day approaching when Christ once again will join us. Since we are all called to travel on the same road here at Gospel of Faith Church and here on this broadcast, traveling the same direction, I pray we will stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. We have but one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. He who rules over all works through all, and is present within all. Everything we are, everything we touch, everything we love is permitted in one, a oneness of God. May we say amen and amen in Jesus' name. Amen. As always, before we get started, you should have brought your Bible today, or you should have your Bible today. 
So let's lift our Bibles high to the Lord in heaven and repeat after me. This is my Bible. Come on, repeat it after me. This is my Bible. It is the infallible word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I'll boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. Today, I'd like you to memorize this verse out of the book of Romans, the road of salvation. It's in Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not even one. Romans 3 and 10. Write it down and remember it. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not even one. As we begin the second part of the three-part harmony, the church is a giving community, and it's motivated by love. Good morning, Gospel of Faith Church and Spiritual Awareness Broadcast. For those of you who are with us for the first time, my name is Pastor Davenport. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm hoarse. I was up <laughs> all day, uh, I mean all day yesterday. Uh, some into the into the evening preparing, and uh, I'm the senior pastor at Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as the pastor here at Spiritual Awareness uh, Broadcast. And we are so glad to have have you have chosen to be with us this morning, and pray you are blessed in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we will be continuing with the second part of the sermon series entitled The Church, a Community in Three-Part Harmony. If you've ever listened to a trio uh, singing three-part harmony, it's, it's awesome to listen to them. Uh, we discovered from Acts chapter 2, verse 44 last week, that the church is a community that works together. Say together. Together in three-part harmony, togetherness was a key of the first part of harmony. We dreamed about a church that was not just together in a building, but, but a church that was together in purpose of serving God, reaching the greater northern Arizona and around the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this morning, we are going to talk about the second voice in our trio called the community, the church. And that voice is the voice of giving. Now you're all saying, well, oh, the preacher's asking for money. No, I'm not. I'm asking you to give from your heart. The church is a giving community, motivated by the love of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 45. Acts chapter 2, verse 45. I'm going to give you a minute to turn there while I get a drink. Wet my whistle, if you will. Somebody um, uh, just grab your Bible. And I know you've got your Bibles because I've been preaching since <laughs> Moses was a pop for y'all to bring your Bible uh, or grab your Bible if you're listening to the broadcast. And turn your Bible to Acts chapter 2, 
verse 45. For those of you that are new to Christianity, if I had to recommend uh, a book uh, to start with, it would be the book of Acts. And then it would probably be the book of John. So if you're new, start with the book of Acts, read it, and then get into the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then John. John is, a, is the one I normally recommend for new Christians to read. But since we're studying in the book of Acts, the book of Acts is, is one of the best books in the Bible to, to start with. So let's read it together. Ready? Acts chapter 2, verse 45. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Now, I'm not recommending that you sell everything you own and give it to the church. That's not what I'm talking about here. Wow. You know, that's quite a mouthful. When I think about this verse, it kind of makes me uneasy and a little nervous. You know, I mean, I started thinking about how many times I've said we want to be like the first church. Uh, we want to be like the church in the book of Acts. But then I read this verse and I think, well, maybe not. What I'm really saying is that I want the power of the first church. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost as they were in the book of Acts in the first church. That power of the first church, but not sacrifice of the first church, if that makes sense. I mean, after all, I can't think of a time when when I ran out and sold you know, everything I had in order to meet the need of someone else. Now, we've had swap meets. We've had bake sales. We've had dinners, special dinners, where someone may have lost a home. And I think that's what we're talking about here. We've raised money for families in need. And that's what a church does. There have been times when I've sold something to meet the need within my family. And I think that's what the church should do um, as far as, like I said, big sales, dinners, to raise money for families in need that are in the church. So I guess reading this account for the first church makes me feel as if I, I've not lived up to what God is asking for us to do. So if we do that, we have somebody burned out, you know, somebody's, you know, without... Then we need to we need to gather together, as the first sermon last week said, gather together and do what the first church did. What about you? Can you think of the last time that you 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 sold something to help someone or or to help the church with need? Like you, I have a list of reasons why I don't sell and give. People are always trying to get something for nothing, right? We go to work, we earn money, and we get what we want. Why should I give it to someone else who is not even trying to get a job or work? I recall when the old Safeway was there in Chino Valley, and my father saw a woman with a, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four-year-old walking next to her. She came up to the side of the truck, and she said, can you spare some money? My, my child hasn't eaten in two days. So my father took a $20 bill out of his wallet and he said, go in Safeway and get food. Well, pretty soon the lady came out with, with a six pack of beer and the little girl was eating 
some of those yellow crackers. And that's all she had in a pack of cigarettes. She was tapping on her hand. And my father got so angry, so angry. He was hitting the steering wheel. He was so angry. And I recall saying to him, but dad, you did your part. You met what God said to be, you know, you gave of your heart. Your conscience is good. Hers, on the other hand, she'll have to answer for what she did with that donation. And I think that's really the true, true meaning of giving is, you know, we give with an open heart. I've had people say to me all the time that they give there, at the, you know, at the church or whatever, and then they see people buying beer at, at Crow Market. But see, you gave of an open heart. What they did, that's a different story. So God helps those who help themselves. That's true. So these reasons seem valid, and they seem to be in the best interest of preserving what we have ob uh, obtained in this life. After all, you may think, I paid my dues. I am earning my rewards. In this verse, in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, commanding me to sell my possessions, am I sinning against God if I do not give to help others? What does it mean to give to anyone? Well, let's take a look at how the word of God would actually answer these questions and possibly a few more. If God is speaking, first we need to put this verse into the proper context. Remember where we are in the scriptures. The church has just been born of the spirit of Pentecost. So let me explain this to you. So like I said, the church has just been born of the spirit at Pentecost. About 3,000 believers had been added to this new community called the church. And now they are attempting to find, uh, kind of figure out how this is all going to work out. Now, before any of you get too nervous about this portion of scripture and think I'm going to ask you to sell everything you have to give to the church, let me put your mind at ease about something. This is not direct command that we must obey or we will have committed a sin. So everybody that's listening to the broadcast and you in the church, take a deep breath. Again, think about what is happening in the second chapter of Acts. The people were in Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of the Pentecost, a Jewish festival celebrating God's goodness in the harvest. And while they're in Jerusalem, the Spirit is, is being poured out on the waiting disciples. And these newly Spirit-filled believers can be heard speaking in tongues, and, and people be, begin to question what is happening. Now, Peter preaches the message of salvation, the greatest sermon ever preached, hallelujah, ever preached to a crowd that, that had gathered and about 3,000 were saved and about 3,000 are added to the church that day. And it's likely that most of those who were added to the church had come to Jerusalem with a plan of only staying for feast and then returning home. The scripture tells us in Acts chapter 2, there were at least 15 different countries or um, of different parts of the world. They were all represented at this Feast of Pentecost. 
And most of them had only come to participate in the feast and then go home. God, on the other hand, had a different plan. He used this gathering of the, of the world, if you will, to launch the greatest thing on earth, his church. Now, the, the feast is over, but the newly born again believers, they want to stay so they can learn more about this new life with Jesus. And that's why the scripture tells us in Acts 2, 42, that the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and breaking bread and prayer. And it is then quite possibly the reason that people were selling their goods and pooling their resources was so they could stay in Jerusalem and be established in their new faith. No one would go hungry, no one would be without, and everyone pitched in. That was the beginning of the church. So consider what's happening here. These new believers were not commanded to sell their possessions and give to anyone who had need. So why are they giving? Why are they doing this thing? Let me give you a, a really simple answer. They're doing this from the motivation of love. Of love. Love for one another and the love of Jesus. Paul told the Corinthian church not to give because we are forced to give or out of compulsion to give. Rather, Paul tells us we should be cheerful givers. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, giving is more about attitude than amount. God loves a cheerful giver, but he'll take from a grouch as well. If all you can give is 50 cents, you should not be embarrassed, but you should be thankful. The Lord has made it possible for you to give that 50 cents or those pence. On the other hand, if you can give, uh, you know, $100,000, but you're grudgingly handing over 50 cents, then you might need to check your attitude. Like I said, God loves taking money from a cheerful giver, but he'll take it from a grouch as well. God's concerned about how a person gives of his or her resources. And it's not always money. As I said in the book of, uh, you know, we have, we have, we're, we're building teams. We're building a family of God at the church. You can do things, you know, after church. We need uh, a tidy up uh, a team, if you will. Someone that will stay in, after church and, and help tidy up the church. Empty the trash. If there's dishes to be done, do the dishes. Help close up the church. Maybe, you know, uh, sweep up the, the, the floor in the sanctuary. People in bringing in dust and, and dust. That's a, that's a, that's a tight, I call it a tidy up team. This is what we do. So God is concerned about how a person gives of his or her resources. Stop for a moment this morning and think about what all God has given you. Think about what God has given you, what the blessings are that God has given you. He gave you life. He gives you breath each day, each moment of every day. He gave you strength to be here and listen to this broadcast today. God has given us more than we could ever give back. He gave us a beautiful church. A little rundown, 
but a beautiful church. If you're if you have a difficult time letting go of your money, it may reflect ungratefulness to God. But here's the thing. If you can't give because you don't make enough money, if you can't give because you can't live, if you give money away, how about giving some time? Amen? How about, how about giving a little time to God? Last time I was at the church, we have an evergreen on the entranceway to the church that's out of control. <laughs> Praise be to God. I mean, we couldn't get nothing to grow at Gospel of Faith Church, and all of a sudden it looks like a jungle. And a lot of those plants are growing under the sanctuary, which means what? It's gonna those roots are gonna come up. And when they come up because the cement is is damp, those roots are gonna go for that dampness and they're gonna start breaking up the concrete of the sanctuary. We need help. So if you can't give monetarily, how about giving of your time? Get with Sister Grace and say, hey, I've got an hour I can give. I've got, you know, a half a day I can give. Whatever it may be, when are the guys working on the buildings, the, the outbuilding? I can, I've got a screw gun. I can come help help put some of those screws in the, in the side of those buildings that are falling down. Give of your time. See, he gave you strength to be there today. God has given us more than we can give back. If you have a difficult time letting go of your money, give of your time. Give you your time. One of my favorite Bible stories was giving, uh, in, in, it's found in Mark chapter 12. Write it down. Mark chapter, chapter 12, verse 41 through 44. Read it. Mark 12, 41 through 44. It's the widow's offering. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple's treasury. Many rich people threw in a large amount, but a poor woman came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. And calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow woman has put more into the treasure than all the others combined. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All that she had to live on, she gave, and God blessed her for it. First, you should notice that Jesus watches the offering. The rich people threw in large amounts to impress people, but Jesus said they only gave out of their wealth. But the widow woman put in two copper coins probably 10 cent pieces. But Jesus said she gave out of her poverty, out of her poverty. And Jesus does not condemn the rich for giving out of their wealth, but he does want us to notice the sacrifice is a part of giving unto the Lord. Gospel of Faith Church, listen to me this morning. Gospel of Faith Church, God is interested in our giving, and he's interested in our attitude about giving. Now, I know many of you living in Juniper Woods Ranch are on fixed income. Many of you are homebound, and you give all that you can possibly give. But we have much more that you can give. Praying for those that are sick. Yes, 
We are in need of prayer partners. We're in need of those that can pray. We cannot have harmony with just the voice of togetherness. If you've not heard that sermon, I pray that you go back and listen to the sermon on togetherness, the first part of the three-part harmony. I know a lot of people who gather in the same place, but they are not together. In order to have harmony, we need the second voice of giving. The church is a community that works together. And a, the church is, is a giving community motivated by love. Now, I used to hate doing sermons on tithing. And I don't do tithing sermons. Because I believe that's in your heart. You know that you're supposed to tithe and make offerings to God. So I don't need to preach that. And that's not what I'm preaching today when I'm saying giving. I'm talking about a, a giving of your heart, giving of your time, giving of your energy. And yes, giving, a, a, you know, a, a, a financially, if that's possible for you. No one stood up in front of the crowd and said, hey, everyone here is a new uh, a commandment out there that says, sell all your possession, give it to the give us your money. No one did that. No one had to do that. Giving is an act of love. And when I use the word give, I am not just speaking to you about money, but of giving of your time, your talent, and your treasures. Too often we want to just think about money. I mean, in Las Vegas, they got drive-up chapels where you just drive up to the window like McDonald's and, and they somebody opens the window and prays for you and blesses you and you give them, you know, 50 bucks. <laughs> It's instant church. <laughs> Too often we want just to think about money when it comes to giving, but there are many times we need your time more than your money. Many times we need your prayers more than your money. Many times we need your talent more than your money. In the end, though, giving in any of the things must be motivated by love. Yes, we need to pay the bills in the church. That's true. We have insurance, which is going up every year. When we allow public into the building, we have to have insurance. What about your teenager? What about your grandkids? What about your, your, you know, your, your, your kids? Can you give away some of your time to help? What about granny? Would you be willing to give away your talents to share a skill you have learned? throughout the years with someone else so they can be blessed as well? Do you have a talent that, can, that, that you can teach to the Sunday school class? I know most of you are retired and are strapped and, and working hard just to, to make ends meet. If you're interested, see Sister Grace. I'm, I mean, I just showed her how we can do a, a Sunday school project for Halloween out of a, a piece of wood, some rocks to make a, a cat or owls, and a little bit of paint and a branch of tree. I know most of you are retired and, and strapped and working hard just to make ends meet, but you could make the sacrifice of, of, of your incomes so someone else could hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why not make the sacrifice of 20 minutes after church service to, to be part of the tidy up clean team? I've already talked about it. 
I know you're wearing your Sunday clothes, but you know, we are not asking you to scrub the floors on your hands and knees, but simply straighten a chair, pick up a paper, run the vacuum. If necessary, tidy up the toilets. That's all. Why not make the sacrifice of coming early to church in order to help with the the, the, the uh, ushering and greeting? You know, people come in from the, the back door into the sanctuary and from the front door. Why not have a greeter at each door just to say, Praise the Lord, we're so happy that you've came and chose Gospel of Faith Church. We're glad to see you. We're glad to see you. Let's make some changes at Gospel of Faith Church. Let's start it today. And let's make some changes where, where people are greeted and feel good about coming to church on Sunday. I know it's Sunday, and I know you want to sleep in, but God is calling each and every one of you to make a sacrifice so we can be blessed with this community we call church. There are a lot of ways and there are a lot of opportunities to give if we are looking for them. Let me give you an example of what I mean. In a few weeks, let me suggest we have a grand, a, 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 a grand weekend here at Gospel of Faith Church. The Lord has blessed us with a new attitude, and we are truly grateful for his blessings. However, we want to share those blessings with our surrounding communities. <clears throat> we want to let Juniper Woods, Ash Fork, K.W. Seligman, Williams, Chino, and all the lands in between know who we are, where we are, and what we're all about. If we have a flyer that, that tells those people around. I don't know. I'm just throwing out March 31st. I believe that's Hallow uh, or I believe that's Easter weekend. That we're going to show the surrounding areas how we as a church can give. We are going to share God's holy blessings with this community. We are going to distribute uh, I don't, 500 invitations to the surrounding communities to come to our Easter celebration at Gospel of Faith Church. On Resurrection Sunday, we are going to turn our parking lot into a place where this community can come and enjoy a time of fun and relaxation for a few hours. Lord, we're going to give out, uh, we're going to have stick horse races for adults and kids as well. Old-fashioned games like shoe, shoe, who's got the shoe? You have to come see it. It's exciting. Prizes and trophies, games, etc. Crafts for the kids. But the fun day is not about us. No, the fun day is not about us. It's about reaching out to those in the community who need to know Jesus Christ. Can you do that? Can you get excited about Resurrection Sunday? The day that the Lord was resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you feel that excitement when they rolled back the stone and Jesus was not there? I mean, I'm telling you right now, you can go to the tomb of Buddha and he's there. You can go to the tomb of Allah and he's there. But when you go to the tomb of Jesus Christ, 
the Son of Almighty God. He's not there because he sits at the right hand of God interceding on your behalf. Hallelujah. Somebody raise your hands to heaven and shout amen and give God praise and glory this day. There are a lot of you listening to this broadcast. There's a lot of you that are at Gospel of Faith Church, hopefully listening to this broadcast, who were kind of like those people who want, went to Jerusalem that day. God got a hold of you, and now you've stayed around a while. You just began hanging around us here at Gospel of Faith. But eventually you surrendered your life and your heart to the Lord Jesus. Now God is asking you to give up some of your possessions, whether it be monetary or whether it be time or whether it be talent in order to help others find Jesus. He's asking you to, to sell of your time. And what is the return? Your time investment will help others to know Jesus. He's asking you to sell your abilities. Uh, what is the return? You get to the blessing of knowing God is using you to bless other people. Hallelujah. Last week, we imagined a church uh, that was moving together in the same direction, singing with the same voice. Hallelujah. Today, I want to imagine a church. Uh, by that, I mean you and you and you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Willing to give because they love Christ. They love Jesus. Can you see it with me? Can you imagine it with me? Can you see a church that comes that comes together and, and when they, there are needs presented, the church responds by sacrif uh, sacrificially giving whatever they possess so the need can be met. No, I'm not talking about money only. I'm talking about talents, time energy. Can you see the church? A church that comes together and when there are needs presented, the church responds by giving so that need is met. Next week, we will be announcing team leaders who will be responsible for certain parts of the fun day. Then we'll be asking you to join a team just for that day and be available to bless others in Jesus name. So I'm asking you to help us sing the most beautiful song ever, to join together and give your, of yourself to something big, something real, something powerful. This community called the church became part of that three-part harmony. If you were ready, truly ready to be part of that three-part harmony. Let us stand to our feet right now and all together, let's give God praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Give him praise and glory. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first, the last. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah and he and he alone is worthy of our praise this day. Praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Now, I pray, may the Lord God, may the Lord God just touch you 
from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, whatever your need may be right now, I pray for you. I see you. I see your heart. I see your needs. You say, me, Pastor, you say, Pastor, I can't give. I'm on a fixed income. I'm Every dime, every penny is used. And I pray that God will give you the energy to give of your time and of your talent. I know many of you, many of you have done so much in your lifetime. I used to live there. I know. Many of you are so talented. But we've got young people in our Sunday school now that need to, 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 to learn of those talents. For they are growing and they need to learn those talents. Be a part of something greater than yourself. Be a part of God's community and join that three-part harmony. I pray for you today. I pray for you every day that God will touch you and you say, you don't know me. Oh yeah, I don't need to know you. God knows you. And I join my prayers with many others that pray for you. Even though we don't know you, we pray that God will touch you and heal you. Touch your finances. Touch your marriage. Touch your family. Now may the Lord of Lords and King of Kings bless you. May he make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, reach out. Give us a shout. Give us an email. Let us know a little about you.